Hey, my name is Neil, and this is Joseph Smith's Divine Comedy. His children were often taught one thing, and then with a little education, we learned that it happened a little different, or in this case, it just never happened at all. So this podcast is meant to discuss the sad but unfortunate truth that is the belief system of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, commonly known as Mormons. And as a fair warning, this show contains strong language, suggestive dialogue, and fantasy violence. Starting off this podcast that we haven't done in over a year, uh, we got a review. <laughs> Ooh, we're fancy now. No, notice I said a review. Yeah, and notice I said uh, fancy. Yeah. One is better than none, maybe. <laughs> uh, on every platform that this goes out on, this is from, I don't know, some, I'm going to piss somebody off, but it's like Russian or Ukrainian or Slavic name. But the subject line is rehash of the usual ill-informed history. The so, guy seems nice. So far true. Yeah, the guy seems true. nice. So thumbs up for you. Uh, but I feel like he's just reading notes that other authors have compiled. Yes. Repackaging the same, <laughs> repackaging the same quips and one-liners. I'd love to see him chase and dissect the original source material and play more like an investigative journalist. I'm disappointed at some of the sources he's claiming to be reliable. <laughs> Bad discernment and common sense, in my opinion. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So the sources that you're claiming to be reliable, our main source here, correct me if I'm wrong, is the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon and LDS.org or something. Hold on, I'll tell you exactly. Church of Jesus Christ.org. So is it? I bet, though. I bet that he, I did mention in one of the episodes that I bet this is what he or she is talking about is I, I, I referenced WordPress, but it wasn't at all meant to be like a legitimate <laughs> citation. Uh, so I don't know, maybe I shouldn't make jokes anymore. Well, we got More a two star review. So we are officially a serious podcast. I yeah. can't make jokes anymore because are, they're all I don't know. We're on the board now. We have That's a true. review. We're legit. Wait, now. But this review is also from 10 months ago. So we so got to pick this did, back up. Last time we did anything. Um, <laughs> so, re real talk more for anybody that is unfortunate, fortunate enough to be listening to this. Um, <laughs> review is exactly right the stars are wrong it's supposed to be five not two but, um i'm not i'm not going to be an investigative journalist there's hundreds of other podcasts out there that are doing that my goal is not to dive in and find something new about joseph smith because hundreds of other people have already done it my i don't even want to say goal the whole point of this is to teach my my friends, family, of what I was taught and how absurd it is. I'm not trying to dig deep into something. This is literally what I was taught and how I was brought up. And I'm disappointed in that reviewer for being disappointed in me. So <laughs> it's it's cool, man. Two negatives make a positive. So bump that up to five stars, please, because you got it wrong. The disappointment <laughs> cycle. Yeah. So... Yeah, just to be clear, I will never do a deep dive investigative 
<laughs> research into any of this. I 100% don't care enough to do that. And it's already torturous enough that I have to reread the Book of Mormon to get through this. I'm not going <laughs> deeper. Um, this is really just meant so that people that listen can hopefully get a laugh. I guess I've been plagiarizing a lot of those jokes, so sorry. It's meant so people can get a laugh, but also see the absurdity that I was taught. I was really taught by somebody that considers themselves a higher education professional that the earth was basically made out of a snowball that had dinosaur bones in it. That was taught to me in an official capacity. (laughs) There's no deep dive investigative research into where that came from. That came from a person who I, I, I won't name and her dumb brain. That she thought she was right. Uh, so if you're looking for other investigative uh, things, yeah, go find one. I mean, yeah, keep looking for something else because this ain't it. Yeah. Um, so, but on that, that actually brings into kind of let's let's segue this over. All right. Okay. Um, so when I was researching where we're at, which we're in the book of Second Nephi, the it immediately opened up into. Something that the um, honestly, the scripture is like boring, even for a scripture's point of view. Uh, while we're on the my laziness, COVID actually kind of worked out for this. Two dudes have broken apart the Book of Mormon into five chapter segments, like I was doing, except they're <laughs> taking it super serious. So <laughs> they're doing all the work for me, and I just have to listen to them and rehash it up a little bit. Um, so cut through the the brainwashing propaganda, which we're really going to dive into in one part here. But oh, oh, good. So the opening of this of chapter six through 10 and then jumping all over and whatever else um, is they're talking about how they drew this like football shaped American football shape on the uh, whiteboard and they wrote God on the top and then something like us or I don't remember on the bottom. But the point is, is to never forget that you are subservient to God and everything that you do is supposed to, I think they kind of wanted it to be like a water cycle, but everything you do is supposed to cycle up to like how much God loves you. And then God's love trickles down, I think is the point, uh, what they're trying to make. But really that's going to be this, this little bit is just super interesting because what we're going to, what we're really going to dive into, and this is going to be groundbreaking to you guys is (laughs) worship God If you don't, God hates you, but he also loves you as long as you later admit that you were wrong and come back to God. And then this this story, I don't know if you guys have heard this one. We maybe we've covered it in another episode. I don't I don't remember. It's been so long. But so like two thousand and twenty one years ago, this guy was born (laughs) and later on, long story short, he made some people mad. And this is what's really important is they put a crown on his head, but it wasn't a crown. It was made of thorns and then they flogged him a bunch and then they killed him. And then he turned into a zombie. So we're going to deep dive into this because it's never been covered before in any other (laughs) book or the 500 books of the book of Mormon. But that is what this next little bit's about. It's all new breaking stuff. Yeah. No spoilers. That sounds like a, 
Sounds like a pretty cool story. Sounds like you're being an investigative journalist. Thanks. Yeah, I really investigated this. (laughs) I watched a a YouTube video and read five chapters. Um, So, uh, all right. Lehi, the patriarch of the family, is dead. He yoded it out, right? Um, And then Laman and Lemuel, do you guys remember what happened to them? Something big. Uh, uh, they they fought each other. Bill Bill Nye calls it uh natural sunscreen, but they're they were cursed, right? They (laughs) they became black. Um, that's right. They're the Lamanites, the Lamanites, yep. And Nephi had to run away, and so he took the good guys, the good brothers. And they ran and deep into the forest, it says they traveled for the space of many days um, to a land that was fertile, which is pretty groundbreaking because they're in the jungle. So it's pretty impressive that they found fertile (laughs) land. I I would be impressed to see, uh, you know, to try to find a jungle where you can actually like have, you know, growth. Yeah, exactly. That sounds pretty interesting. It sounds like a miracle to me. Um, yeah. So they found some fertile land and they there they farmed. Um, they did sow a lot of seed, but this time they mean actual seed, not, so not the not the test tube, like communal bag of nut. The, yeah, not the swirled test tube of semen. They mean <laughs> actual seeds that grow plants. Um, and they also uh, domesticated, quote, herd and animals of every kind. I, I, I guess that's that. I don't know what else to it's say. It's pretty cool that they got like toucans and like Komodo dragons. No, they're just Noah's arcing it. Yeah. Well, they, again, this is... Noah's Ark 3.0 now because they had to take Noah's Ark down around the Red oh, Sea yeah, 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 and yeah. now they got two of every kind. I think what this means, and I I don't want to disappoint any reviewers um, by reacting anything, but um, I think what this means is like cows and oxen and sheep, like, you know, farm animals farm animal. indigenous to Costa Rica, um, <laughs> so, which obviously is all, all of all of the above. Then um, it was really important because Nephi, or they brought some stuff with them, I'm sorry. And this was really important because Nephi took the time to write it down. Um, he brought the plates of brass, which if you remember are, he broke into that dude's house that was drunk, sawed his head off, yep. took the plates of brass and said, these are mine because my family's name's on them, um, which justified the murder. And then he also stole a slave freed the slave on the condition that as long as the slave continued to work for them for free and do whatever they told him to do whenever they told him to do it he would be free but if not they would kill him so they right. freed the slave. Is, yeah not slavery what you just described it's oh, different yeah. yeah it's different because they freed him and then yeah. said if you don't do it we will kill you yeah, um, he, he he obeyed strictly by his choice whether it was to not die, but like he had the choice. He had the freedom to choose whether or not to die. Exactly. Um, and then he also took uh, the Liahona, which, if you guys remember, was a brass ball that was also oh, the compass? a compass. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Wasn't there poop involved in that? I'm trying to jog my memory. What was the thing with poop? 
No. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, cut that out. The origin of this? For the Liahona? Yeah. No. So or do we just want a side story and talk about? I mean, we've never story. once got off topic before, so I don't see it could be a side story. Uh, oh, this is the magic eight ball compass. Yes. The, Lehi prayed because they ran from their house in Jerusalem, and then it just, like, Santa basically just put it out for him. Okay. Um, I'm trying and, to think of where I got that from. Who knows? Um, so he took the Liahona with him, and then he also took the sword of Laban. Um, so if you remember, he cut Laban's head off with the with the sword, and then he said, mine now, and kept the sword because it was really fancy. But now he now that he has it, and his brothers are now marked, let's say, um, <laughs> he now, as most white people do feel that they have to go out and push away and harm marked people he decided he needed to do more with it so then he uh-huh. took the sword and he's like make more of these t- to kill my brothers um uh. so the sword that he ki- that he when he murdered a drunk man and then robbed him he now is making duplicates of these swords to go kill his brothers so this all is really happy because then Jacob said, hey, I want to tell you about that time Jesus got killed. Um, and thought, is this is this like uh, looked at as like a heroic event that this guy is going on, like going to, you know, rid the world of these cursed people like in school? Are they like cheering this guy on or are they like, hey, that's kind of fucked up? Yeah, so. He never like I don't I don't want to say that like he he was never like we're going to exterminate him like genocide of the Lamanites. It was taught to me as and it makes sense to a point if you ignore all the parts that don't make sense. Um, that they, they fled right. Laman and Lemuel as presumably had a bigger following because they weren't dickheads all the time and they just wanted people to be allowed to do whatever they wanted to do um, and weren't constantly telling everybody as Nephi was. Nephi is saying, God loves me, do what I want. And Laman and Lemuel are like, or just do what makes you happy. I don't know if you remember, but part of the reason why they got marked was because they danced. Um, like, oh, that's right. We talked about Footloose, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they danced. And so, you know, shame on you. It wasn't ever taught as like a genocide. It was taught that they did this defensive, which could be true, like warring tribes type thing. You know what I mean? Um, and you'll, you'll find as we go through this that there's like a cycle where the Nephites become evil and the Lamanites become righteous. And then that switches and it's like constant cycle. It's kind of like stuff's just been rehashed over and over with the same jokes. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I don't want to just you Starovsky. Yeah, it's just it's not really you know it's not fair. It's just I'm pulling from one source, the source, but you know whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But so they go and they make the weapons. They were not taught, and it was I don't think that I learned that the layman layman and Lemuel. I don't think that I like properly learned 
that they were colored until I was probably like a late teenager. That's really glanced over. That was, that's kind of like a, you know, something you don't talk about. So yeah, I don't think, I guess like if you're asking if they were taught to like go kill anybody that's not white, uh, like that's heroic. No, that wasn't taught because it was ignored. So it's kind of like when Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas, we just kind of gloss over all of the genocide. Yeah, actually, that's that's actually like a really dark, but also really great way to relate it is it's just glossed over. Look at the good thing he did. We'll ignore the rest. Um, But that's going to actually come up. Uh, I'm really excited for a couple stories that not not in this episode, but I think are coming up soon. Um, that it will the the genocide part, if you will, will come up more. Um, the like the you know the dark part, the skeletons in the closet. But anyway, Jacob was one of the ones that went away with Nephi, and I, I can I just say how much I love that there's Laman, Lemuel. Nephi, Lehi, and then the the hat just stopped giving him good names. And he was like, ah, Jacob, <laughs> Joseph, uh, Samuel. <laughs> he really just was like, I don't know what to do. Um, but so Jacob is one of Nephi's brothers and he goes out there with him. And so Nephi, this, I, fuck, I can't remember. Have I mentioned that Nephi said that or knew that he was God's favorite and that everybody had to do what he wanted to do because yeah. he's the best. Uh, uh, maybe at least once, <laughs> maybe. Um, so at, then, okay. So you probably remember then that he's really humble and you know that because uh-huh. he talks about his humility all the time. Of course. Um, so he was like, Hey, Jacob, you're really smart and I'm really humble. So go teach everybody the same stuff I've already taught them. And Jacob was like, Oh, okay. That sounds fun. Um, and I do need to give Jacob an apology because I think it was like two, maybe three episodes ago for anybody that's listening to this and doesn't have the year break in it. I mentioned you guys asked about Jacob and I was like, don't worry about him. He's not important. Um, well, he does get an appearance and it's here. So sorry. Hey, um, hey Jacob. Yeah. So Jacob goes out to speak to the Nephites in their new, I don't know. He is a kid. I just always assumed it was Yavin Four, where they, where they were at. So <laughs> they they have settled Yavin Four. Um, awesome. I no longer care what is historically accurate. This is what I will forever imagine. It's canon. Yeah, canon. Um, so Jacob goes out to Yavin Four, and you know, like all the temples in Yavin Four, since the Mormons believe that the Mayan are basically descendants of the Nephites, it kind of even fits in better because the temples are meant to look like the Mayans temples. So he goes out. Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, they probably like Moroni probably built these temples. Um, Moroni doesn't exist yet. So this was all Nephi. And uh, his, oh, sorry. Different. Ne- Nephi and his people that are definitely acting on their own free will and not being told to do something or God will hate them, which we're going to cover in a second. But (laughs) Jacob goes out and he says, nevertheless, I speak unto you again, for I am desirous of the welfare of your souls. Yea, mine anxiety is great for you, and ye yourselves know that it has ever been. Awful wording. He says, I'm worried about you and I have anxiety. That's that's his... (laughs) Um, 
And then he says, uh, kings shall be thy nursing fathers and their queens, thy nursing mothers. So what he's saying is basically, I'm worried about your souls. If you do the right thing, then you can nurse on a king's tit. And then if the king's busy, you can nurse on the queen's tit because they will bow down to thee with their faces toward the earth. Now, this part, this sentence is really important. Well, this fraction of the sentence. So they will bow down with their faces toward the earth. And I'm quoting, lick up the dust of thy feet. So worship God, you get a suck on his tit, then you get a suck on the queen's tit, and then the king and the queen will lie down and lick off the dirt off your feet. So if you're into that, Mormonism is the place to Where be. do I sign? Hey man, you're telling me I can get a face full of tits and then, you know, they'll like eat dirt? Like, off, off of your feet. I, I'm kind of good with this. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, there's is also a little like a bit about. Mormon belief or is this like common practice? <laughs> Um, this might be one of those secret things done in the temple. Uh, <laughs> the, the only thing is, is the small price to pay is psychological abuse for the rest of your life, passive aggressive nagging for the rest of your life. And you have to give 10% of everything you own to one of the wealthiest organizations in the world. And because you have, they have need a hot chocolate table instead of a coffee table. <laughs> I'm glad that that's what stuck with you. <laughs> I think about it on a regular basis. <laughs> um, so really, I, but I put this verse in because basically, like I've already said, is that if you're work, if you're like righteous, then you're you know God's your homeboy, and so He's got your back. And so um, the the I don't know, kings and queens will lick the dirt off of your feet, um, which was pretty prophetic since Joseph Smith wrote this in. Uh, democracy and not in a monarchy, but whatever. Um, so then he says, he goes on and I, so this is going to be like some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, this is where it really kind of starts getting into the meat of it. Nevertheless, the Lord has shown unto me that they will return, uh, blah, blah, and that the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, shall manifest himself unto the flesh, and he should manifest himself, or himself, that they should scourge him and then crucify him. Jesus. Yep. Got it. Because remember, this was written, this was written <laughs> five, 550 B.C., not in the late 1800s. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joseph Smith was able by writing this. Let's let, let's call eight, late eighteen hundreds. So this is like back up. in time, writing about the future. The future, but it's still in the past. Yep. I would say it's more like writing about the past in the future and then saying that it was a prophecy. So writing about the past, writing about history in future tense. Yes. That's the best way to put it. Yes. I uh, hate this. I hate this. <laughs> no, you already said you want to sign up. <laughs> boot licking. Don't forget the boot licking. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically he says that Jesus is going to come back in the flesh and everyone's going to hate him and that, uh, they're going to crucify him. And I know this because an angel told me, um, it doesn't mention what angel, but it, an angel told him. 
Um, and I had to put this verse in because Gretchen, I don't know if you remember this, but this was like your favorite thing. Yes. Uh, they have hardened their hearts and stiffened their necks. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, they, they get hard hearts and stiffened necks. Yes. <laughs> um, God, that was so weird. Well, I'm it's, saying it again. No, no, don't say was. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then my, my question for you guys, uh, do you, what do you know about the tower of Babel? Nothing. Tower of Babel. It's, it's from the Bible. Is this the, was this like the trumpets brought the tower down? That's the walls of Jericho. Oh, so the other made up town from the made up thing that happened i'm a bad ex-catholic if i don't remember yeah hey mormon kid tell us about the catholic faith why don't you (laughs) all right about time thanks for asking me Uh, (laughs) so the tower of babel i as a kid i always imagined it to be the leaning tower of pisa i don't know why (laughs) well that's that's what it is now yeah um and but it was taller it's it went to the sky. And as a former meteorologist, I can tell you that that makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> Cause the sky definitely doesn't start at the atmosphere, which is everywhere, but what, you know, whatever. Um, it went to the sky and basically people would make like a big show of praying. Uh, prayers became more ritualistic and not genuine. Um, And I mentioned in a previous episode that Mormons don't have, for the most part, uh, don't have memorized prayers like Catholics do. Yeah. Uh, And I was always taught that that was mostly because of the Tower of Babel um, or Babel, depending on how you want to say it. Um, So people became it's kind of like a Moses golden calf thing. They became more about the show of how righteous I am. And they built this tower that goes up to heaven. So you're closer to heaven, right? I mean, obviously it makes sense. It's like old school dial up, the closer you are, the, you know, the faster the the answer comes back. Um, and, uh, God got mad at him because it wasn't genuine. So he's like, yo, fuck these bitches. And he shot it and blew it up. Um, and basically this is, so this is this is Bible stuff, not Mormon stuff. This is where the languages of the world came from. Before that, everybody spoke, let's call it common. Common. <laughs> and then after the Tower of Babel happened, then everybody spoke different languages because God was like, if you guys are just going to sit here and show off, now you can't understand. So here's a little bit of Japanese. Here's a little bit of English and so on and so forth. And just started dipping this all out, which I think is actually why the language app Babel is called what it is. I I think, I don't don't know if that's true. Jacob, I know that this is hard to understand. Jacob, who's in Costa Rica, is People are building the zip lines and uh-huh. all of that at Yavin. Yeah. Is teaching them about the future in Jerusalem of Jesus getting crucified, which started with something in the past, which because, was the Tower of Babel. So at what point is Jerusalem going to fall? Uh, Jerusalem, according to Lehi, fell right before he he deuced 
um, he was like, oh, I had a vision. Jerusalem failed. I was right. I have to go now. Bye. Because okay. um, I, I just, I remember them like for years, like any day now, any day now, Jerusalem's going to fall. Just so any day now. It wasn't years. It was decades. And then literally <laughs> like the day Lehi died, he was like, and it happened. Told <laughs> 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 you. Lemuel, we're legit like, so we're like men now. We left as teenagers. Why couldn't this have just been done 10 years ago and we could have stayed rich forever and had a good life? And, you know, then <laughs> I don't know if you remember it, but they murmured and murmuring. Oh, yeah, can't have any murmuring. Yeah, no murmuring. Um, so anyway, the Tower of Babel is destroyed and people get scattered across the world, uh, which then creates the 12 tribes of Israel, which is uh, that's a whole thing, not just a Mormon thing. Um, and it's important to remember that God did that out of love. And he did, he did torture some people. He did say that I'm not going to kill you. You'll just be punished of the flesh. Um, but it's out of love. So just remember that, that if he, if you mercifully, like let, if, to put this in other terms, if you were to mercifully be killed by a Tomahawk missile, that's out of hate. But if you were to be just burned, terribly disfigured, that's out of love. Yeah. I mean, so. WWJD, what would Jesus do? <laughs> and flipping tables and whipping bitches is totally allowable. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep, true. Exactly. Yes. Um, so because religion yes because religion so basically it says that well not basically and i don't want to be uh coming across as lazy so <laughs> from the book itself and they believe or and they that believe not in him shall be destroyed both by fire and by tempest don't worry it's not over and by earthquakes and by bloodshed Oh, no. Oh, wait, wait, no. And by pestilence. <laughs> and by famine. And they will know that Lord is their God, the Holy One of Israel. So, don't <laughs> believe them. That's fine. You will get destroyed by fire, tempest, earthquake, bloodshed, pestilence, famine. And every time that that happens, somebody's going to be like, this is from God, dick. Light <laughs> your house on fire. And then, like, you don't eat for a week from God. I'm just imagining just like some guy smoking a cigarette and then just like burning you with it for like the fire. Like this is from God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's basically it. Uh, if you don't believe in God, you'll they're going to do that until you do believe in God, which the United States government proved was super effective in Iraq with waterboarding is just <laughs> do it. And then eventually everyone's going to come around. Um, yeah. So same, same thing. Um Catholic stuff. Uh-huh. Seven plagues. Yeah. That was like the same thing, right? No, that was a different thing. That was because that was with Moses and the Egyptian oh. slaves. Yeah, but it was and pretty much like, like, we're going to do this until you release no, the slaves, no, right? No, no, See, what was happening was God was so upset with, I forget the guy's name, but he was the king. Yeah. And he was our pharaoh. And he was like, hey let my people go. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And so God cared so much about his people that he was willing to 
rain, fire, flood, have the frogs and the locusts, locusts. like eat and devour all their livelihood and kill right. everybody in their firstborns because he loved them. Right. And then eventually he let them go and then Moses let them yada yada. To the Red Sea and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Magic. they were forced to basically starve to death for 40 years in the wilderness. Yes. Right. Um, because God loved them. That's the underlying message in that story and this story, because God loved them. And yes. so actually this goes on for quite a while. And it really just is saying, I am your God, worship me and we, we cool. Don't. And we have issues, which I've always wanted to be in a relationship with somebody that's like, hey, love me or else I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> But hey, as long as you love me, we're cool. Like, I've always wanted that. And so I think that that's a really beautiful thing. Um, healthy. Yeah, very healthy. Um, <laughs> I can see why Mormonism is so popular. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, it is. Um, so then God goes on. And this part I thought was really profound. He says, basically, I'm, I'm not going to keep like thee and thouing and thine because it's really annoying. Um, but God <laughs> basically says, don't be afraid of people because they're not gods. Just because they act like a God doesn't mean that they are a God. And so don't worship them. So the point is, is let's say that <laughs> you guys are walking down the street and some dude like pulls out a switchblade. Sure. You shouldn't be afraid of him. Right. Because he's not a God. Right. But God is God and God could shank you. So you should be afraid of God shanking you. Sure. Out of this, this guy's this not, out with the switch. Yeah. This out. guy's not God. He's just pretender. So, so I, I think should be afraid of pretenders. Yeah. So I like, it's just, it's kind of disappointing to hear you say that with that much sarcasm, because you need to remember that like God could shank you you know what i mean like no no no. but i love god so he won't shank me no he still will you just shouldn't be afraid of the shank <laughs> he's still he's still crapped out he's still gonna do it just don't be afraid of it because god could do the same thing that's that's the point <laughs> so it's not gonna it's not about god protecting me from being shanked it's just knowing that he could also shank me as well and he's god so be afraid of him Okay. Yeah. Got it? Good. Yeah. Got it. Um, and then this part is actually, uh, you know, actually, I was going to make a joke about it, but I'm not going to lie. This part really made me angry. Um, this part this part hit home, uh, like, more than I thought that it would. Um, and I even recorded this down. So this actually worked out with me not doing my own research. So, homie, go check out Second Nephi, Chapter 7, Verse 11. He's, he says... They don't try and be your own light. So let's say that everything's gone to shit and your life is just at the worst. Like think of the lowest point in your life. And it's you had to do something on your own to pull yourself out of it. Now, that could be that you had to accept that you needed help from somebody, you know, or something like that, that it doesn't matter. But you yourself had to take an action to get out of it. Second Nephi chapter seven, verse 11 says, fuck you, you ignorant fucking idiot. You shouldn't have done that. Why didn't you ask God? Basically, it's whole messages is no matter how hard you try. Not basically. Um, let's take rid of, let's get rid of that word. No matter how hard you try, you will never be good. 
and you will never be good enough for yourself unless you ask God to be good enough for you. So the, the it's, it's saying, I didn't, I didn't put the whole thing down and I should have now, but no matter how hard you try, you will never be happy without me. So in the, the back, like the very end of the Book of Mormon, isn't there a thing in there where it's like, like, and now pray and listen yeah. to like hear God? Yeah, Moroni's promise. Yeah. Okay. I, we will never find out. We will never get a response or anything. But I would love to know, like, via like anonymity or whatever how many people like have quote unquote heard god or just do it and say they've heard god because they don't want to be like the black sheep so i guess the lamanite sheep have i have i told you guys (laughs) that's funny um Have I, if, if I've already said this in a different episode, then I won't rehash it. But have I told you guys where, like, I started to be like, something's, something's fucked up with this? I think I remember this, but feel free to jog my memory. So I was, I mean, you know, my teenage angst, I was going to, I was in a really dark place, but let's, let's keep in mind that it was teenage angst. Um, and, uh, so I, it, by this point, I'd probably read the Book of Mormon at least twice on my own, and then at least two more times via different like studies throughout church. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm in a really dark place, and I'm supposed to be happy. Um, and so I did this whole Moroni's promise, and I can even remember that it was like three in the morning. Uh, I was fourteen years old. I think. Um, and I did like everything single step you're supposed to do to make sure that it was right. Did the prayer. And I like, I wanted to know because I just felt like life wasn't going anywhere and that life was a pile of shit. Again, I was 14. This is teen <laughs> angst. I didn't have any real problems. I grew up in middle-class America. Life was fine. But at the time I did not think so. Um, <laughs> and I like really wanted to know. And I I remember sitting there for like five, 10 minutes after, like basically holding my breath because I was so (laughs) afraid to miss something. You hear like a cricket chirp outside and you're like, I I remember just being like, oh, what the flip? Um, (laughs) Not what the fuck with the flip. I didn't actually say that, but that is the Mormon's preferred F word flip. Um, Love it. The intent but, uh, is still there, though. It, it's so stupid. And I, anytime I hear a Mormon say it, I'm like, oh, because God didn't know that you meant to say fuck. It's still a sin. It's, <laughs> if anything, a worse sin. You're purposely being deceitful. Yeah, exactly. You're two sins in one. <laughs> um, At least they didn't murmur it. Yeah, well, yeah, you better not murmur it or else then it's three. From, yeah, that's just straight to the telestial kingdom. You're out of here, man. <laughs> Um, no. So anyway, I did this Moroni's promise and nothing happened. And this, and I think this is kind of why this whole bit actually made me really angry because 
for two years, I, I don't know. This is all like now as an adult looking back, it's all really cheesy to me, but you know how when you're a teenager, like everything feels so real and it's amplified, but then also keep in mind that I live, I'm from a very small community, um, where I didn't, I, I bet if I really thought about it, I could name the non Mormons on one hand that I knew up until I was probably 17. Um, so I did this Moroni's promise nothing happened and you're supposed to ask with a pure heart. I did. I really wanted to know. And I spent probably two years of my life, like starting to spiral into what became ultimately a pretty dangerous depression because it's like, well, something's wrong with me. Like it must be me because everybody's telling me that if you wanted to know you would, you would have found out. So what am I doing that's wrong? And I, I do think that's part of the reason why Utah has the highest teen suicide rate in the country, or at least I don't know if that's still a fact now, but it was as of three years ago or something like that. Um, and, and a lot of that's also because of the LGBTQ community there and not like they'd prefer to die than to tell their parents. So it's a really healthy thing, um, which is actually a note I have here. <laughs> which is how abusive, like, this is definitely not abusive to, to teach a child, any child. I'm not saying me because there's literally millions of children that are taught this. No matter what you do, you will never be good enough unless you let God in. So Frank, going to where you originally said before I got this all emo was (laughs) you, you could find out how many kids have done this. I would say all of them. Because it's not real. And you, you are faced with the choice that I came to, which is, do I continue to entertain that this is bullshit and, it, and potentially lose my entire family? Or do I just go with the motion until I've convinced myself that this happened? Just lie so this, you're not in the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, so that's kind of... It's kind of what I did for two years. Um, I, I thought it was all bullshit, but it's like, this isn't making any sense. And then eventually I was just like, okay, this, this is stupid. I'm done with this. Um, but a lot of, a lot of kids don't. And I, I really, and it maybe it's a cynical view. I really think that any active Mormon is, and in did do that, but they lied until they convinced themselves because right. nobody fucking saw the you know nobody had jesus come down and to rehash our i think our first episode nobody had jesus come down and beat the fuck out of satan in front of them that didn't happen (laughs) but you're supposed to have that type of moment and i have you know i i I have a good relationship with my parents i have had good relationships with at the when i was 14 with the church leaders and all of them told me you just didn't care and it's like bitch yeah i fucking did um but literally could not care more yeah exactly so it's it's really frustrating to me to think about how many people do know that and the, the scripture actually does say you and i'm quoting you're going to lie down in sorrow if you don't invite god into your life and you do everything you can to be happy at the end of the day, in the lie down, they're referring to death. You're going to die sad. It's so just not abusive. Icky. Ugh. 
yeah, it's 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 really really frustrating. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm looking through my note here and trying to move off of this because this is getting a little too dark. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's okay, we we are completely prepared. We definitely do not go off on tangents or anything. Never happened. I couldn't believe after listening to that episode, we talked for 15 minutes about T-Rex's opening doors, but it happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the scripture does say, though, that God loves you unconditionally. And no matter what, if you come back to him, he will love you. Now, it's important to note, though, somebody like me, he will love me, but it's going to be really fucking hard for me to be like, in the club again you know <laughs> like i've done a lot of shit i have this podcast uh god is listening neil if what god is listening to this podcast yeah, he's also watching and he's just not happy with anything that's happened after really my 15th birthday so <laughs> he's just like, oh, this fucker um he started a band dedicated to how much he hates me yep that happened um <laughs> Just think, if you were Catholic, you could just say, I'm sorry, and then you'd be good to go. That's so much better. Like, I think I might die. Sorry, we cool, we cool. All right, awesome. Uh, Mormons (laughs) don't have that. Um, Catholics are really big on guilt, and Mormons are too. Um, (laughs) What? But Mormons, I think, and I don't know, because you guys were raised Catholics, maybe you can speak to it different. But, like, Catholic hell is... No, I think that's it is the Islamic faith is you have to drink boiling brass every day. Is that Catholic? That is not Catholic. Then that that must be the that must be the Islamic faith. But Mormon Mormon hell is like a special kind of hell because you're not being tortured. You're literally just like sent to watch how you fucked up over and over and see every mistake you did and just well, so here's the thing, right? Like, if you're going back and it's like your punishment is you're going to be reliving the worst sin. And if your worst sin was having an orgy of like 50 porn stars, you're like, oh no, have to relive this moment. Shucks. For eternity? Damn it. Oh, man. Because that's before that's before all the bad stuff happens that comes from the orgy later. That's not the same. <laughs> um, but actually, yet again, you've given me a perfect segue. You can, you can come back to God and he will love you no matter what, except for one detail. There's always a but. Take take a guess what that detail is, and then for homie, I'll, I'll read the scripture so that he's is not that working sex out. before marriage. No, be more trivial. More trivial? I have no idea. <laughs> I shot from the hip in such a a wide range already. I don't know how to widen that scope. For henceforth, there shall be no more come unto the unclean, or the uncircumcised you don't get your dick snipped we're not talking motherfucker (laughs) oh my god there's some like 90 year old guy who's straight from the mormon faith is on his deathbed has changed his mind and he's calling a surgeon and be like hey I know I'm not your typical audience for the surgery, but I need you. Look, man, this so, is critical. So this is weird. Okay, I, I need clarification. <laughs> I don't think I is want it, clarification. So do you, do 
does a good Mormon need to be snipped or not snipped? Snipped. Snipped. Okay. So That's why you need on your deathbed get circumcised. Your, well, you said not your usual customer. I'm picturing like a sew it back onto me. Oh no. <laughs> no but so funny tangent here. Oh my god. The very <laughs> first have a story related to this. The very first time I visited Washington, DC, I was walking past the Capitol and there was a protest going on, and there was a bunch of wiener-shaped signs. So obviously I have to go see what's happening because it's men that are holding these. It's not like a feminist thing. And it was a movement to make circumcision illegal. And so obviously I have to go talk to them to see what their issue with circumcision is. <laughs> obviously. And long story short, there's a procedure where if you've been circumcised, you can get uncircumcised. And they put little they put little weights on your dick flaps and just <laughs> The guy assured me that it feels really good and the sex is worth it after. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sure this guy's single too. That uh, just reminds me of like when they uh, neuter a dog and they put like the option for like the fake balls back in. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that this is a thing? No. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> All right. Well, last episode we talked about semen. Now we're going to talk about dick and balls. So, <laughs> yes. No, I promise you, it's a thing. They have like fake balls so that like the dog doesn't feel like he's been neutered. Less of a man. Yeah. Exactly. I pro- I swear to me, if it's not, I've had some very vivid dreams. <laughs> I believe it's real. It's kind of blowing my mind right now. Um, all right. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to... Let's move past this. More circumcisions. <laughs> yeah, so, look, Get basically... cut, and then you're good to go. You could, you could murder somebody, and if you're circumcised, God will love you. Uh, like, if you repent, you know, go, go through all that. Right, right. You could be perfect and not be circumcised. God ain't fucking with that. He doesn't want anything to do with that. And you're nasty turtleneck. Wow, he's very vain. I'm just imagining like Nephi or whoever just like standing at the gates of the celestial kingdom, just like arms crossed, just like "Ah, drop them. Let me see. (laughs) Let me see that dick. Let me see that dick. Yeah, you're good to go. (laughs) Come on in, brother. Uh, Yeah. Women don't have this barrier then. Like, a woman can repent at any time. Well, yeah, but women aren't really people, so. Oh, yeah, that's. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you're a woman. Women don't matter. Oh, man. God damn it, Gretchen. Learn your place. (laughs) I'm quiet. Um, I feel bad for saying that. I'm sorry. That's it. I love you, and I'm sorry for saying that. You're too nice of a person to even make a joke. What kind of Mormon are you? Well, you're not. 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 not a good one for a lot of reasons. Um. So then, uh, the scriptures go on to kind of cover some 
other stuff like uh there's this guy in jerusalem who claims to be the king of the jews and he gets crucified we went off on a huge tangent yep okay no 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 no. we didn't go off on i'm bringing up a new topic this has been brought up again oh we're circling back around it's being reintroduced okay (laughs) we did not go off on it what we did but the point is is this idea got brought up again um, oh, this, this, with him. Yeah, this future prediction of things past. Um, We're talking about Muhammad, right? <laughs> yes. Um, then Jacob goes on for quite a bit. Uh, so remember, Jacob's standing on the Temple of Yavin 4 preaching. And he goes on about how um, Jesus doesn't like suffering for us. But because he loves us, he lets us make him suffer. Um, And I actually kind of have a big problem with this that I didn't have as a teenager. I I just kind of like wrote it off. My band actually had a lyric that said um, it was like a callback, but it said Jesus died for me on Calvary. Um, And Jesus died for me on Calvary. The Pope got a much larger salary. I'm standing in face with a spear in my hand. I'm laughing on my couch with a beer in my hand. Jesus died for me on Calvary, but I never asked him to. And like, I always kind of just dismissed it like that. Uh, like, I don't give a fuck. If you want to go do that, be a dumbass. Um, but now I kind of have like a new take of it. And this part actually makes me kind of mad. So Jesus is saying, I don't want to suffer for you, but you want to hurt me. So I'm going to let you hurt me. And so I'm like, now that I'm married, I'm trying to like visualize this. Right. And I like, I actually like was trying to like, kind of put myself into this situation. And I, I stopped because I couldn't envision doing this to, to Brittany. But the, the concept is, is that he like, he loves us so much uh, so like I, I love Brittany so much that I will let her physically harm me and emotionally abuse me for eternity. My, well, my life, my life, I'm letting her do that to whatever extent she wants. Jacob literally talks about how Jesus uh, would rather to have his beard hair plucked from his face, which sounds terrible one at a time to have that happen. Yeah, no, this hurts. And I'm just like tugging at my chin a little bit. Yeah. This hurts. And I mean, I mean, in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, he bled from every pore because oh. of how much pain he was in. So I'm thinking like that's, that is, and that is physical pain we're talking about. Then there's all the emotional abuse and everything that goes with that. So I say, Brittany, you can cause me this much pain, but when you die, you become my slave. Um, that is essentially what this is saying, which is like the most fucked up BDSM porno shit that I have ever heard of. <laughs> like, see, like for real, think about this. You take, you take a fucking beating and maybe literally a fucking beating, <laughs> but in, in turn, you when it's over they then become your slave and have to do whatever you want so jesus accepts this beating from us he accepts the suffering he doesn't enjoy it but it's because he knows when we die we have to worship him once again just icky feelings from that just mm, no don't like it 
Well, it, I, I, it makes me think that there's a quote, and I'm going to fuck it up, by Christopher Hitchens, who I uh, anybody that's listening is going to lose their mind that I'm quoting Christopher Hitchens, but whatever. Um, but he says something about like, he talks about how you, you have to fear somebody you love. And then he says the essence is of sadomasochism. And that's that is what's happening here is you have to you know that you're harming somebody that you're supposed to unconditionally love and they hate every second of it. But in return, you are swearing eternity to slavery. Um, yeah. Um, so then it's just so wrong. I don't have like a funny quip for yeah, it's callback just, or anything for that. Like, it's just fuck. Yeah. And I will, uh, to give Mormons a little bit of credit, this is mainly coming from the Bible that Jacob is just touching on. So this is a kind of a Christianity take. Jacob's just really diving into it. Um, damn Christians. One of the, one of the videos I watched in preparing for this, they were like, it's kind of cool. Cause Jacob talks about uh, getting the hairs ripped off your face. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John never had the courage to talk about that. What the fuck? Jesus. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, deep the, cut. Those ass bitches not talking about torture. God, <laughs> what they what were they even thinking writing scripture? Um, <laughs> so then Jacob keeps going on, um, saying that Jesus is going to be marred more than any other man. That's kind of a fucked up statement because what it's saying is no matter how much you go through. And this, we're talking physical pain here, not metaphorical. We're talking physical yeah. pain. No matter how much you go through, Jesus has been through it worse. So anybody that's ever been like just brutally, literally tortured, suck it, suck it up. Jesus had it worse. Yeah. It's really diminishing the pain that anybody's ever been in. I'm just imagining like, what, what do you call your schools? Like, uh, like the little kids singing like Mormon songs. Like primary? Primary, yeah. I'm just imagining like a bunch of primary kids at the playground, like running around. And one like <laughs> falls and like hits his head. And like in any other place ever, like the initial response is like, oh, my God, are you OK? <laughs> I'm just imagining this like, I don't know, what do you, like some bishop? Like, is that a Mormon that's thing? The, that's the priest. Sure. I'm just imagining like some bishop at the school just being like, suck it up. Jesus had it way worse. <laughs> um, oh, my God. You're making jokes, but you're kind of hitting a little too close to reality for it to be properly funny. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> not to be, not, so not to be, but what I'm saying is that somebody that's listening that's been in like a similar situation of me, I bet you would be like, yeah, that's actually happened to me. Oh my uh, God, that's so fucked up. I remember I was, I was probably nine or 10 years old and this isn't like to the same thing. Um, but I, I was, uh, in little league soccer or whatever. And I don't remember what it was, but my coach had asked me to play a position I didn't want to. And I was 10 years old, so I was smarter than him. And so my mom pulled me aside and I did it right. Like I was like, okay, well, he's the boss. And I went and did it. My mom pulled me aside and talked to me about how Layman and Lemuel would grumble and, uh, like how they would like, I guess I should say murmur. Um, and how they did what Lehi wanted them to do, but they murmured, you know, all along the way. And, 
that like that's not a big deal. Her point was basically like just shut up and do it and be happy that you get a play, which isn't necessarily like a wrong idea, but these little like stories get brought in all the time. And that wasn't just in my childhood. That was every kid. You got to make sure that you have your sort of celestial superiority to cut through the, the bad thoughts, uh, the sort of spirit, I think, but celestial superiority is so much cooler. (laughs) I I now know the next D and D homebrew item that I'm making. (laughs) (laughs) sort of celestial Um, yeah so uh yeah so it kind of goes on and whatever detracting your pain will never be real god's been through jesus not god has been through it uh more than you uh and then there's one point that i want to or something i just want to call out on one of the youtube videos that i watched uh that i just thought was really funny is this guy he gets all serious and he's like looking at the camera in his suit that he probably bought from tj maxx uh it was like way too big on him actually it was dijon mustard yellow this just hit me he was dressed like dwight you know what <laughs> i was just gonna say me. like so he buys his suits at tj maxx just like michael scott and then maybe he buys the women's cut instead of the men's cut and then you brought in dijon oh man <laughs> It just hit me. He was dressed like Dwight. Um, so he he turns, and the reason why I'm describing it is not trying to take like lowbrow uh, low hits at him, but to like paint this picture. Middle-aged, yeah, would never man. stoop so low. Yeah, I know. I would never do that. Um, <laughs> but he, he like gets all serious and he looks at the camera, and I, I should have put down the, the quote, but he's like, isn't it how or isn't it so beautiful that the prophets all speak with one voice? Yeah, no shit. Cause one man wrote it. There weren't 20 prophets fucking or writing this shit. Yeah. They used one voice. Joseph Smith looked in a fucking hat and was like, Oh cool. I'll just reword this five times. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, his point was this crucifixion story has been brought up way too many times. And we're only in the second book of the book of Mormon. Okay, and it's already been brought up many times, and he's like, "It's so beautiful because Lehi, Nephi, and uh, fucking Jacob all talk about it the same way." Yep, that's a very astute observation. That is so convenient. What are the odds? Yeah, exactly. Um, So then Jacob goes on and he starts talking about. uh, He kind of like switches gears a little and starts talking about Jesus getting crucified and um, how. If Jesus didn't want to do this, then we would all die and not go to heaven or hell. So basically, new topic, Jesus gets crucified. You, you guys good on that? Some yeah. switch of topics from everything else that he, Jacob's talked about. Um, um, I'm a little upset. I did ask at the beginning for no spoilers. And... <laughs> I was really looking forward to finishing that book about the story of the guy with the crown of thorns. Yeah, the thorns and everything, but way to spoil it. Yeah, sorry for the fifth time. Um, it's <laughs> interesting now. Um, so basically, in the Bible, Jesus says uh, something like, but, uh, he says something like, uh, remove this cup from me, right? He says that to God. Um, 
he's basically saying, but not mine, but thine will be done, I think is the quote. Um, he's saying, like, I don't want to do this, remove this cup, uh, but if you want me to do it, I'll go through with it. And Jacob basically starts saying, like, if God had been like, oh, okay, yeah, you don't have to do this, my bad, then um, nobody would have the opportunity to go to heaven or hell, which kind of goes to, like, the Jesus died for me, like, Jesus died for my sins bit. But here's where it gets Mormon. Okay, that's whatever. That's Christian. Mormon is your your body. So we're all going to die. Jesus doesn't get crucified, doesn't do the whole zombie thing. Um, we, our bodies are gone or will, will be gone. And our spirit goes up to heaven, hopefully. Um, Don't you mean this? The celestial kingdom. There you go. All right. <laughs> After hanging out in the terrestrial kingdom. Yep. And I'm and on. You the don't want to get sent down to the celestial kingdom. I'm on the fast track. It's like Disneyland, where you go and get the fast track pass. Uh, <laughs> I got the VIP ticket. Yeah. I got a wheelchair. I just go in through the exit. Um, <laughs> That is such a power move going down to the celestial kingdom, just like <laughs> cruising in the wrong way. Excuse me. Excuse like, me. Oh yeah, he belongs here yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm late for my reservation. Yeah. So, do you even need that wheelchair? No. <laughs> I tripped an old guy for it. <laughs> Sent that idiot to the celestial kingdom, where he's going to be a slave for the rest of his life. Um. I'm just stuck down here eating and drinking whatever I want. Um, so, I mean, darn it. This is awful. Uh, shucks. Golly gee. <laughs> um, yeah. So look, so the Mormon version is your body, your spirit goes up, right? That's, that's Catholic. The Mormon version is if God hadn't have done that, your spirit wouldn't have the ability to go to the celestial or celestial kingdom either. I don't really know what that means because it kind of talks about how like the body would do what a body does and decompose. It didn't really talk about what happens to the spirit. I do know that Mormons say that God created us through intelligences. Um, so maybe we just turn back into an intelligence, which I don't know what that means, but maybe that's what would happen. Um, In the Mormon faith, are they, are you guys, or... Are there any stipulations as far as like burial procedures? Like, are you allowed to be cremated? Yeah. Because oh, uh, I'm in the yeah. Catholic faith. They just, not just, but like recently allowed for cremations. However, the ashes need to be buried. Uh, so What's it still that? doesn't solve the issue of everyone getting put <laughs> into the ground and running out of space. Still hasn't, it still hasn't. No, 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 but smaller smaller graves now what is the i would be really interested to know like what the logic why does it have to be buried like do you have to water the grave to make sure that the spirit gets back like what's the point of it being in the ground <laughs> oh because the pope said so um yeah okay well the pope's also said <sighs> it's just a happy compromise between not being able to be cremated and having to be buried he's just but like slowly warming people up <laughs> he's like yeah they're not ready for this shit yet maybe the next guy can cover down that you can put it on the mantle but right now you can put the urn in the ground all right we'll call it yeah in. exactly 
Um, yeah, so no, they don't really have any restrictions. Um, this, I think, is actually really important. Maybe I was just in a bad mood when I wrote today's episode, but uh, this is also another pretty serious thing that makes me kind of mad. It says, to be learned is good, which, hey, like, I agree, right? Oh, no, wait, there's a comma. If they hearken under the counsels of God, and I immediately thought of what the Taliban is doing to Afghanistan right now, where they're like, no, no, we support education, but your master's degree and your PhDs don't mean anything. And you have to only study what we tell you to do, which happens to only be a religious text. Learning is good. So it's like the, the concept of like education's good. Learning is good. As long as you're using these books that portray these messages. Yeah, exactly. So the, um, the one of the YouTube videos I watched with the Dwight guy in it, um, <laughs> she's probably going to be referenced pretty regularly because, like I said, they went through and did all the work for me. Uh, <laughs> what losers. Yeah. Uh, idiots. Oh, man. Wait, we should be nice to them and see if, that, if they'll <laughs> leave us guess a nice with us, collab with us. <laughs> fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he, but he was kind of talking about it and I I don't know what their professions are, uh, but he said that they're in education. If I had to guess, I would say that they're in seminary education, which is not really, that's not, like, you can't say that. You can't say, like, that you put out a campfire with a hose. You can't tell everybody that you're a fireman, right? Like, <laughs> you did do something that resembles being a fireman, but you're not a fireman. Uh, and I think that they're probably seminary teachers. Uh, so saying that they're, oh, they did say higher education, too. So, so like, uh, above grade school. Yeah. Um, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but they were, they were kind of talking about, and he said something to the effect of like, education's good and you should learn about history. And he just showed off how smart he is by listing off a bunch of subjects that you can study in school. He's like, yeah, that's all great. But what God has to say is more important. So that's the important message to go away with is education is important. But God is important. So, yeah. So we can just once again gloss over all of the horrific acts that man has committed over the centuries. Oh, hold, hold on. That woman has committed. Man oh, has Oh, shoot. It's humanity, not humanity. <laughs> so we can just gloss over all of those and not really care, not really give a shit because God is important. And if we yes. just study Him, we'll all be happy. As long as He wants you to be happy. Yeah, you have to pray to Him about it and, and ask Him. And, and then if you don't, you'll just. That's an important detail. Yeah, 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 yeah. And say you're sorry. And be circumcised. And be don't circumcised. Don't forget about that. Yeah, don't. You gotta yeah. be sniffed. Look, even if you have to do it at home, just get it done. All right? <laughs> at that uh, point, it's not a circumcision, it's a ripoff. <laughs> And for anybody that's listening, um, do not give in to the dangerous ways of tying weights to your dick to get re-uncircumcised. It's a straight path to hell. I feel like that can just be disastrous too, just for just for your penis. I mean (laughs) No, the guy said it was good and he told me he could tell me where to go to get it done. 
Oh, God. Mind you, he never bothered asking if I was circumcised. Just like, and let me tell you about my procedure I had time. Let me tell you intimate details about my penis. Yep. Girls like it, he said. So, um, yeah. So the big takeaway here is that don't try unless you bring God in because you'll fail. Right. Uh, watch more BDSM porn because it's basically what heaven's going to be like. Right. And don't bother learning unless you're reading the scriptures. So I've got out of this porn failure and be stupid. All very healthy lessons to instill in the young, impressionable minds of children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was so that most of what I just kind of like went over was really what was taught to me from in high school. Um, that's kind of where they like start talking more about like, I don't know, the theory of it, I guess, instead of just like memorizing scripture. Uh, so you're definitely pretty impressionable at that time. And then they're like, and you're going to be a failure. So. Like, oh, good. That's exactly what I want to hear as I'm, you know, coming to adulthood and looking for trying to figure out what to do with the rest of my life. I would yeah. love to be told that nothing is going to matter. And going through puberty and that, like you said, Neil, that teenage angst and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the closing song probably should just be dum, 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 dum. <laughs> <laughs> cool i don't know uh any other questions anything you guys want me to jump back into no i'm just sad now yeah this, this one kind of went kind of dark does that does that make us mormons <laughs> now that we're sad after talking yes. about scripture yes well that's the first step that's correct yeah. i just don't think i feel quite guilty enough yet to be a mormon okay wait can you deny that you feel sad and pretend to be happy i feel great I don't. Is that Mormonism? Did we do it? Uh, depends on whether or not God is making her feel great. Oh, yeah, yeah. God came down. Um, he told me so. Yeah, well, you're cool. So we're how, good. Times, how many times did he come talk to you, though? Because I think you have to have at least 21 to get the get the vision actually right. So wait, wait. The little jokes on the Laffy Taffy wrappers, are those God? Because... I'm just trying to think of how many times God has talked to me. I mean, if anything dumb that I've read. <laughs> um, I don't want to give. I don't want to give that much credit. Laffy Taffy deserves more credit than Mormon God. <laughs> All right, you say so. <laughs> but they taste really good. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. And hey. go fuck yourself, Shwarov, Stavstodovsky, whoever you were. <laughs> what? <laughs>